So hello and welcome to the first episode of the Sanopcast for 2017-18. Um, we are into pre-season, Ollie, so it is a time where we actually get to see these new players in action, and so we thought it was a good time to come back with our, our first episode of the season. So before we move on to the agenda, Ollie, uh, how have you enjoyed your summer now, before we get back to the football? Yeah, no, it's been good. Yeah, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying, um, yeah, kind of having a break from football, and to be <laughs> honest, here, the only thing you really hear about football in the summer, isn't it, is like the ridiculous transfers, yes. um, which is just crazy, like five fifty million for a right-back. So yeah, so I've been enjoying kind of keeping out of the football. Um, but yeah, in terms of football, I guess it's been good to see the England young England Lions doing yeah. well. So that's been quite encouraging. But yeah, I've been mostly listening to cricket and yeah, getting into Formula One quite a bit. I know you've kind of shared that passion with me as well. So yeah, good Grand Prix today. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's good. And I mean, it's one of those things about being a football fan, isn't it? That if you like sport in general, you always find something else to watch. You say cricket, Formula One, Tour de France. That's what I get obsessed with during the summer. So yeah, I've got plenty of sports to keep me going. But you know, as soon as that first preseason game comes around, it doesn't matter how much you say pre season doesn't matter it's just good to get back down there and watch a bit of football isn't it so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about obviously everything that's changed in between which is basically a lot of players um and uh, yeah we'll go a bit over some of the other bits and pieces that we're going at the meadow so yeah we're going to cover the ins and outs of the summer signings aren't we ollie um and then have a think about what we think we still need and and what other fans have been saying um then we're just going to quickly run through pre-season so far and the trip to portugal and then we had uh, a good experience at the villa game on which was yesterday um, recording this on Sunday, where we actually recorded a few thoughts at the game, didn't we, Ollie? So yeah, we, uh, we can go through that, really. So, yeah, welcome to the podcast for the new season, and let's get on with it. Yes, what a goal! Oh, my God! He waited for that one to come down. Oh, what a goal! They opened that one up for him like a Christmas card. Okay, so yeah, it's been quite a lot of ins, uh, ins and outs of the club over the over the summer. <laughs> um, we've seen Elab go, so I don't think you'll shed a tear for that one, Glyn. Nope. Um, and Ollie Lancashire's gone. Um, so Al- Adam Elhab went to um, Wickham after we let him go free. Ollie Lancashire has ended up at Swindon, and Gary Deegan has gone to t- Cambridge. So no surprises, they're all gone to a league lower. So that's no surprise. Not at all. Um, Two players who are certain are going to be kind of leaving the club is Ryan McGiven. Yep. Um, definitely want him out. You know, he was very poor for us last season. <laughs> and then Jim O'Brien, who he seems to get mixed um, kind of opinion amongst the fans. But as he loaned him out, uh, Paul Hurst loaned him out last season, you would expect him to go, wouldn't you, Glenn? Yeah, you would really, to be honest with you. He, he, he never really contributed all that much, didn't he, did he, to be fair? I mean, just before we talk about the ones we've still got, we're trying to get rid of. And, and obviously, Hurst has talked about the problems he's had, hasn't he, in the week about how yeah. it's been difficult to shift some of the, the defensive players, particularly. Um, so, yeah, obviously, you say no one's really going to shed a tear over over Elab or Lancashire really going um, and Halstead obviously has gone to go and play regular football you'd imagine and, and Deegan some people like Deegan didn't they I thought yeah he did a good job on his pro wasn't he yeah of all the ones that have gone so far he's probably the, sh- the surprising one isn't he I guess yeah um, but yeah you mentioned the two players there that are obviously still here um, that we can't get rid of McGiven and um, and uh, Jim O'Brien but also we should just note that in the squad for Saturday's pre-season game um, AJ Leach-Smith didn't get in that squad and nor did Dom Smith so you might be even thinking about talking about those two players as even potentially players that Hurst might be looking to get rid of. I don't know what you think about that one, Ollie, but I, they, you know, they're on the fringes, aren't they, already, which is a bit of a worry into pre-season. Yeah, I, I think so. I think we've also got quite a few um, central defenders now um, and another one as well, obviously, signing... Uh, 
uh, youth player for Manchester United. I'm sure there was some kind of arrangement there. Yeah. I think Luke Vilas probably um, oh, yeah. horribly on his way out as well. So, yeah, there's four players that we've currently got. With, um, so, um, Luke Vilas, Given, O'Brien and Leach Smith, who we've kind of put in the kind of status of potential leaving. So, mm. yeah, something to watch there. Yeah, very strange. And then you've also, we've also got made a note about they weren't the only, you know, that was the, the, the sort of senior pros, wasn't it, really? You know, yeah. Dom Smith's a senior pro now, but we also had three of our uh, young lads who, who sort of, you know, I think got a couple of appearances between them, particularly Ethan Jones. So Ethan Jones and, yeah. and Camille Anderson both went and have actually ended up playing for Southport together. So they might actually be a nice sort of strike partnership for a non-league team, which is uh, which is quite good. And obviously Mark Housted's there as well. So three of our ex-players reuniting with themselves. But yeah, and then Callum Grogan went as well, didn't he? So already that's you know what is it seven players out the door and maybe another four to go. And you know we're we're a game into pre-season yet, so. You know, from what I've read and, and from looking at that, it does seem to be that the work isn't done, is it? You know, there's there's still a lot of transfer ins and outs to, to be done really to to get the squad where Hurst is going to want it perfectly for that first game of the season. Yeah, I think there's still been quite a few movements to come in. I won't be surprised as a you know a few maybe a few bigger names maybe or a few kind of like yeah mark maybe a, maybe we'll have a marquee sign in um, mm, who knows who knows who knows yeah i think i'll just on anderson and jones i'd be interested to see how they progress you know their careers are not over now you know no. they can come back so it'd be interesting to see how they respond um, to go into a, a lower level. Um, so, yeah, good luck to them. Hopefully they do well. Hopefully we'll see them again. Yeah, I mean, they've been let go, so there's no sell-on fee there. But as, as no. a Shrewsbury Town fan and, and it's someone that's come through our, our youth thing, we've obviously not made it not made it to the first team. You still kind of wish wish well of those types of players, certainly more than I wish Adam Elapt in his future endeavours. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully the young lads go on and actually have a career because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of money invested there by the football club and you want to you see people do well, don't you? So there's that yeah. as well. I mean, that's, that's the outs, isn't it, really? It, we obviously have had contract extensions as well, Ollie. Um, some of them are quite quite glad to see. So obviously we had Matt Sadler and Sean Wally signing two-year deals. Um, Sean Rowley, interestingly, signing a one-year deal extension. But considering the goalkeeper situation, you do wonder quite how he's going to feature going forward. And then obviously Bryn Morris was kind of a contract extension. Especially he left and then signed a new contract because he probably got a signed on bonus then. But um, yeah, he got a two-year deal as well. So yeah, good experience pros there really with Sean Wally and Sadler, which is definitely needed when you look up at the make of the squad. And obviously Rowley and Morris, young lads who, who potentially have got a lot of a lot a lot ahead of them. So sensible renegotiations with those players, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think Bryn Morris for me is the one is the kind of standout. I think he's going to do really well next season. Mm. Um, um, and also for me, it's good to see the club one being able to get him to sign because I'm sure a lot of other clubs have been looking at him because he was very he did well in his short spell last season. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, potentially he's also some um, uh, equity in the squad as well. So that's a good move. Yeah. What do you make of signing Rowley again? You know, for him, that's an interesting decision, isn't it? Because he must have been aware at the time that contract was offered that Hurst was looking at potentially bringing in new two new goalkeepers. You'd imagine that they would have had a realistic chat about potentially we want you to sign and we're, we're backing you but you're probably not going to play for us this season and obviously we've still got Burton on a contract at the football club as well and obviously Lutweiler so as it stands you've got five goalkeepers so yeah in, interesting one for Rowley maybe he's, he's looked at potentially going elsewhere to get first team football or sticking with a league one club it must be a tough decision to make but certainly some movement within the goalkeepers this season to be to be had isn't there yeah no definitely but I guess well wonder did he have any other offers well yeah um, but then yeah he's, he was a player of potential so yeah I guess we'll see what happens with him maybe Maybe he'll get a chance. Mm. Uh, maybe he'll be a sub, or maybe I imagine he'll go out on loan again, won't he? Uh, yeah, that's probably the most likely thing to happen. It's interesting when you look at Harry Lewis. I don't know if you saw that, Ollie. That yeah. obviously we we let him go to Southampton, didn't we, for a little bit of money at that point in time, and he's now 
gone out on loan to Aberdeen for the season. Um, be interesting to see if he's playing first choice in Aberdeen in the Premiership. I doubt it. Maybe he's gone there as a as a backup. But yeah, it'd be interesting to keep an eye on Harry Lewis because obviously he's not one of our players anymore. But there's a salon fee with him, and if he does well at Aberdeen, who knows? He could make us a bit of money. So. Yeah, it's a tough one for goalkeepers. There seems to be a lot of them coming through at the moment at our football club mm-hmm. and there isn't room for all of them and there isn't room for all of them at other clubs as well. So, yeah, interesting. Keep an eye on Sean Rowley. Um, yeah. Yeah, there we go. You've obviously... Ollie's done a lot of research, we should say, on this episode because <laughs> we <laughs> sat down at the Villa game last week as we'll get to in a, uh, yesterday and we'll get to that in a minute and you start looking and you start thinking, right, who's that? Who's got what, who's got that number? Where are they come from? And yeah, we've done a bit of research, haven't you, Ollie, looking at these yeah. new signings that we made and, and trying to figure out what they're all about and what we might expect from them. Um, so yeah, do you want to run through us what you've been looking at, Ollie, and we can have a chat about each of these new signings and initial thoughts, really? Yeah. So um, so the first we did it and basically kind of added the players that come in. Come in. So one of the first players we signed um, was John Lewis. Yep. So John Lewis is a 28-year-old striker. Um, we signed him on a one-year deal with an, an initial year option if he does well. Mm. Um, he's um, former clubs are Lincoln, uh, Berry, and Grimsby. Interestingly, um, his goal ratio is not great, is it, Glenn? <laughs> no. I mean, you look at the numbers here. He scored um, 53 goals, which is one goal in every six games. So if he is a target man, that's not too bad. Mm. But it, doesn't yeah it doesn't excite you so much as it one goal in six no and it's all been yeah. at a lower level as well hasn't it yeah and he's and well I guess the the, the ch- well interestingly I was chatting to um, a friend my my Berry mate um, asking and he says he was a, a cult hero at Berry which was a huge surprise to me wow. um, and it was all because he's because of his name John Lewis is in the shop that was it <laughs> that's all it takes in Berry doesn't it? it well it's all it takes for low league fans to be fair let's let's give them a bit of credit <laughs> but yeah um, I guess Berry don't yeah Berry Berry fans yeah we we're excited because he was named after a shop so he's a bit of a court hero so that's funny but yeah I think the worrying side here being honest as well is he has been injured hasn't he so yes he's last you know the last season he did play at the end of the season for for, for um for Newport we're playing with Mickey Dimitri um yep. but yeah he hasn't played that much recently so that's a bit of a concern so good to see that he's come through pre-season and good to see he played against Villa but um yeah um, not yeah, it's a bit of a risk, I guess. Yeah, a bit of a risk, or actually low risk, the more I think about it, in that it's a one-year deal, so yep. we're not tied down to him for a long period of time. You'd imagine coming up a level, he's not you know, on a huge whack of money for, for a striker in this le- level, which we, we were talking about yesterday, Ollie, in terms of yeah. how strikers are probably the ones that are demanding the most wages, so he's probably not a huge, huge risk for us. So, yeah, a risk in that it might not pay off, but probably a low risk that it probably won't cost as much if it doesn't. And we certainly needed a body in up front, didn't we? You know, that's one one place we certainly identified, you know, even when we were talking about things towards the end of last season. So, you know, he might end up, to me, feels like he might end up being one of the fringe strikers, but it, could he offer more than a Leach Smith? As, as a powerful striker and if that's the tactic we're trying to play now in terms of maybe getting down the wing more and putting balls into sort of big burly strikers then yeah we need a backup player like that don't we so yep. to me I, I think he might turn out to be a reasonable signing and, and we'll, we'll see how it goes but he might be one that doesn't get to play too much depending on the form of the other strikers that we bring in at that point in time I found it interesting you talking about him playing with Mickey Dimitri he must have left North um Newport was a bit of a cult hero as yep. well because he won the penalty, didn't he? That sort of kept them up. Yeah. So at least there's two clubs he's been a cult hero at, and if he ends up with a cult hero here as well for a few random moments, then he's having a reasonable career, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say he's, I think you're all bang on there. He's definitely a squad player. Um, yeah, definitely a squad player. Um, which takes us on to um, <laughs> how do you pronounce this guy's name? So there's a few interesting names. So Arthur Genua. Yeah, Genua? I'm not sure that's yeah. So he's a striker. We signed on a one-year deal, but actually. 
Um, I was quite interested about this signing. So he's French. He's got no Wikipedia page, so that did put some. <laughs> That's the end of your research, my, Ollie. Yeah, it did make my research a bit more difficult. And um, but he scored 16 games and scored 16 goals for Kitty last season. Wow. Um, he signed for in January, so that's impressive you know yes it is a lower level but someone who can put the ball in the back of the net and what we saw um yesterday at villa he took his chance and he looked direct um so yeah what's your thoughts on this signing Glenn? yeah so t- to me it seems like you know we we've talked before about we should be the sort of club looking for players down the lower leagues to to bring them up and not letting the peterboroughs and the mk dons be the ones that find those gems and turn them into players they can sell on for 2 million quid now this guy's 24 so maybe you know it's not quite the same sort of situation but it's good to have seen us dipping down there to to find a player that obviously you know has been scoring goals and that's something that you know <laughs> Someone said to me, it's it's going to be interesting to see whether he turns out to be a sort of a, a Jodie Bannim type player because we, we sort of gambled on Jody, ba- Jody Bannim all those years ago and he ended up not being able to get... He was scoring goals regularly, but when he came up a level to the Football League, he couldn't quite do it. Whereas Ryan Lowe, on the other hand, when we signed him from the non-league, he was scoring tonnes of goals in the non-league and he made that step up and went on to have a fantastic career. So, you know, we're offering this guy a huge chance in his career, if you think about it. And, yep. you know, he, he looked pretty hungry from his first performance and, and stuff. So, you know, he might be the one to sort of step up and take it, you know, with both hands um i'm personally looking forward to seeing him more than maybe the the, the lewis the lewis guy um so yeah, yeah. interesting to see how he goes this season but yeah the way he played in the bit i saw yesterday and we'll talk about that in a bit more was was strong and and, and certainly knew where the back of the net was yep no i, th- I think he's an, an encouraging signing and hearse has done pretty well in his signing so far so that could be the touch of death um, yeah and i think also we're we're both being quite calm after last season. Yeah. Um, last season, pre-season, we got a bit, well, not excited, but yeah, we, I think we've all been, I think everyone's a bit more reserved in terms of judging players. So yeah, I think he's one to watch. Certainly. Um, so this, the next signing was um, Jack Jules, um, who, um, yeah, who he we signed, um, who's since like an interesting signing, mm. um, been released, um, we got him from Reading, um, when we got him on a two-year deal, yeah, and he's um, interestingly one of the f- one of the, one of many players that we will discuss as we go through this. He played for Scotland at under seventeen, nineteen, and twenty yeah. level, yeah. so that's interesting. Um, and last season played ten games on loan for Motherwell. So signed him on a two-year deal. He's twenty, um, and yeah, it looks like an int- an interesting signing. He's um, he's a big lad, mm. and so yeah, I, th- I think I think he's an encouraging signing. Yeah, me too. I mean, good age, you know, not not totally young, got a bit of experience, <clears throat> played a few games at a decent level, um, you know, hadn't got the best ratings from Motherwell. I don't know if you've read a few things they had to say about him, but, you know, he was inexperienced in coming into playing at, at, at the Scottish Premiership level. So he obviously had an adjustment period, whereas I don't think that the League One standard we're going to be playing week in, week out is going to be the level of the Scottish Premiership every week. So yeah. he obviously might find it a little bit easier. He looked imposing alongside Toto in the first game. Yeah, um, so obviously scored, which we'll, which we'll talk about again later on. Um, took his goal well, um, which is a handy thing. Um, so yeah, again, to me, he's probably going to be one of the starting centre backs, depending on who else we bring in. But to me, looks like a shrewd signing. Yeah, another one that I think might end up being good. You know, don't want to get too excited, but certainly bolsters the squad in an area we needed it. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. So no, that's a good signing. Also, yeah, um, considering what one of the things that we struggled last season with, it was height and strength and defence. Yes. Um, you wouldn't want to mess with Toto and Zach, would you? No, certainly not. <laughs> I wouldn't. I think that might be a good thing for us this season because yeah, yeah how many times we talked about getting bullied off the ball or bullied out of games last season, you know, it looks to me from f- having seen it yesterday that not just them but some of the other signs we've got give us much more physicality. He's our player as well, which I think is encouraging. Which moves on to so we've got uh, the next we've obviously talked about so far, a um, couple of strikers, a defender, and now um, Nolan, who um, 
I, I like most of the signings we have you've never heard of before. No. Um, Sign on a three-year deal, so that's interesting. Madness, yeah. Yeah, originally I put him down on here as a kind of attacking midfielder and central midfielder, but also um, I've read that he can play in all sorts of positions, and he did play on left wing against Villa. Um, so in terms of his, his background, he was at Stockport County, obviously they were, were formerly a football league club, yeah. um, Lincoln City, Wrexham on loan, Grimsby again, so there's a theme there, <laughs> and Chesterfield. Um, he he scored four goals in 18 games when he played for, for Paul Hurst at Grimsby. And yeah. then he played 30 games for Chesterfield last season. Um, so let's not put that <laughs> too hard against him. But just a quote here from Paul Hurst. I certainly believe he's a good enough player in League One, if not higher. Um, and what we saw him against Philly looked like quite a tidy player. He looked really neat, didn't he? Apart from the fact we didn't recognise it was him for the first, <laughs> first half. But <laughs> yeah. there we go. Um, yes, it, it's interesting. He's another one that seems to be making his way slowly up through the football pyramid. If you look at his trajectory, you know, finally reached League One last year. Played in a poor team, but, you know, I did my, my due diligence and had a look at what fans were saying about him. And and um, Chesterfield fans were quite sad to see him move on, really. They thought he was a decent player and was, was not responsible for the ills and, and troubles they had last year. So, yeah, that, that seems to be that we've, we've if we're going to pl- pick some of the players from the teams that went down, let's get their better players so happy with that obviously Hurst knows him and, and I thought in what I read about Hurst so far about all our signings he seemed to be the one that Hurst was the most excited about or was, was sort yeah. of trying to bang the drum about the most so I, I personally think that Hurst has got a lot of faith in this lad and he's going to be one of the players that with a bit of experience age 25 he's hoped will come in take on a bit of a leadership role and, and be one of the players to build a team around so I think John Nolan might turn out to be one of the most important signings so far, I think. Yeah, and I think it's interesting he's done a three-year deal, which yeah. means that, obviously, again, coming back to this, okay, it's not all about football, it's not all about finances, but I think it's important for our level, you know, that means we've if he does do well, you know, we'll have, we can force a, a transfer fee for him. So, well, no, yeah. he's an encouraging player. Yeah, we, we we paid money for him as well, didn't we, from Chesterfield? Yeah. Because he, he had a contract there. So, when was the last time Shrewsbury paid money for a player and also gave a three-year deal out in the same transfer? I can't remember the last time that happened. It'll be a very long time ago. So, yeah, for us to have, for us, for Hurst to have convinced the club to invest that much money um, in him certainly shows how much Hurst would have wanted him. And, and he's obviously got his man. So, yeah, pressure's on him now to start performing for the team when we start getting the league going. Yep. No. So yeah, good signing there. Yeah. Hopefully he'll have a good season for us. Um, and the last of the kind of full um, signings when we move on to the loans um, is yeah we've signed a signed a goalkeeper who's was playing for Warsaw last year mm. so we're going to try and pronounce his name um, and <laughs> see how we get on so Craig McAvillave yeah <laughs> it's quite a yeah I've tried to do you've, phonetics you've, on it yeah you've got McGillivray McGillivray yeah, that's we'll it missing to, the we'll, V I didn't listen to the commentary from Danny against Villa although I don't think it was on the radio actually so I don't know whether he's pronounced it yet but I think we have to wait for Mr Stuart Dunn to pronounce these first yeah. time and that's that's the official <laughs> pronunciation of Shrewsbury Town players from the from the official BBC reporter so yeah we'll we'll, we'll get through until he starts doing some commentary yeah. but yeah interesting so yeah I, I'll run through these Ollie he's obviously 24 I said you said a one-year deal um, and he was playing for Walsall last year. He's got some experience with Stalybridge Celtic and Harrogate Town before. So again, Walsall was his first football league club um, and he only played nine games for Walsall last year. I think it was when the keeper was injured or a couple of sort of random cup games like the EFL Trophy. So not a huge amount of experience last year. And actually, I looked at it, he's only ever actually played 19 football, football league games in his entire career. So yeah. not a huge amount of experience and, and left Walsall apparently because he was fed up with being second fiddle to someone. Um, now obviously we'll talk about our next signing a bit later on which is another goalkeeper and it does make me wonder how much of a second fiddle he's going to end up at Shrewsbury Town because at the moment for me technically he's probably if Blutweiler's here and so is the, the keeper from Manchester United technically he's probably third choice at the moment so as we say the goalkeeper situation 
needs a little bit of resolving, doesn't it, before we can fully understand what, what the hell's going on with that, really? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, th- I th- he looks from looking at his pages in the end. The fact that he signed, we signed a goalkeeper from from Man United, and we're assuming that Luke Viola won't be here. Yeah. He sounds like he's a, a career sub goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but we need one. So, yeah, that's that's him. I guess that's Craig for us. Job, job done. Yeah, exactly. So we're moving on to loan signings next. So it's always one of a bit of bone of contention with Shrewsbury mm. fans. Of we've had some history of loan signings, um, but at least most of the signings so far, majority of them are season long. Yes. Um, so we've got one half season. So the first guy we've signed on loan um, is Abu Adams, who's on a, a half season loan from Norwich. Yep. Who plays in central midfield. He went on loan to Baintree, but didn't really play any games for them. No. So I've heard, seen on Twitter, there was a few, um, they said he's like a defensive midfielder and he's um, he's hard tackler and athletic and he seems to be someone who they have to rate quite highly. Yeah. So we'll have to see how he gets on. Um, but I guess the, the most exciting kind of loan signing uh, for me was Daniel James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Swansea lad. Yeah, yeah. He looks he looked you know good good in the little spells that I've seen on on the highlights of preseason so far. Yeah, obviously another one that you were saying about before with a, with a lot of experience for for the Wales uh, under seventeen, under nineteen, under twenty, and under twenty one squad. So again, someone whose career is burgeoning. You know, only nineteen, looks about twelve on his photo. <laughs> Have you seen it? He literally yeah. looks like a kid. Um, but an attacking left midfielder, you know, a winger, out and out winger, which is something we've been crying out for. Um, and actually, you, you told me he'd actually been training with the full Welsh team. He'd actually yeah. been in the senior squads and, and doing some stuff there at age seven, eight, eight, uh, at age seventeen. Well, sorry, age seventeen, nineteen. That's fantastic, isn't it? To have been involved already. No, but it's good. It's very, um, very in- encouraging. Um, and yeah, he sounds like he's a you know a bit of a star that we've signed. And I guess that's one of the things, isn't it? We we seem to we do seem to have a reputation um, in the football league for. You know, clubs seem to be prepared to give us their little gems. So yeah. hopefully, he'll turn out to be a bit of a star for us this season. Yeah. And he's on a full season long loan as well, so that's good. So he obviously he needs to come to Shrewsbury because one of the things I think we had issues with before, wasn't it? In like Paul Simpson era and the Turner era, um, was like there were see there were month loans, mm. and you have a player for a month, they're there for four games, and they bugger off again. Um, yeah. But the but when we signed them for a year, they got a you know ideally moved to Shrewsbury they've got they got acclimatized themselves in the in the um, you know in the local community um, and you know they they they're gonna be here for a long time so they need to settle in and you know I, th- I think the seasonal loans are much better than month loans I know you, you I know you've got an opinion on that yeah no I, I agree Ollie I don't you know I don't want us to have too many loans and we can only have five loan players in a match day squad can't we so yeah. we're unlikely to be getting many more loans than this and if you take these four and maybe one other decent loan in you know that we might get to take us up to five it's a pretty strong set of loanies you know it's, there's, there's no you know one month gambles like a shit Sydney smelt do you know what I mean when we had him on loan for a month and then you know these seem like sensible things like obviously we'll come on to the other two the, you know there's a bit more thought behind these loans and I don't you know my, my, I personally don't like loan players I've said many times before but to me this this tactic makes sense so far so I'm, I'm fully behind Hurst in terms of what he's trying to do with these loan players so far yep definitely so um, so that was a central midfielder and a left winger um, yep. and then obviously um, kind of the an interesting signing as well from Manchester United. Um, so we signed Dean Henderson, who again has played um, lower levels for international. So he played for England under 16, under 17s and under 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, he did play for Paul Hurst at Grimsby. So that's interesting. Um, and yeah, I think he's an, I think he's an interesting signing and I think we can as fair to assume, I don't know what's your view, Glenn, do you think he'll be the number one? I, I can't see Man United letting him come here with the experience he's just had in the summer with, you know, being a world cup winner with the under 20s, wasn't it? Um, 
I can't see him coming here and not being our first choice goalkeeper. I just I don't think Man United see any point in that. Obviously, Villa had another Man United goalkeeper in in goal on Sunday, didn't they? And at Villa, then maybe you could say, oh well, you know, he's going to maybe be the second choice goalkeeper for them to, for him to come down to League One level. Um, and he's obviously been stepping his his career up bit by bit from Man United loans. To me, I'd be surprised if he's not in goal when we play Northampton first game of the season. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that's the consensus, isn't it, among most Shrewsbury Town fans that he'll be the he'll be the number one. Yeah. And he looked solid, didn't he, on his debut? Yeah, he did. The yeah, week, so took came some out catches. And... Yeah, you were quite pleased with that. Got everyone talking, didn't it? Look, well, I wouldn't yeah. call that he'd have punched it, but um, yeah, well, we'll have to see how he goes because he is young, and I'm sure he'll make mistakes, and it's about how you come through that. But I'm sure that the training and and the education he's had at Man United has probably made him pretty strong and mentally. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how he goes. And then that, the last one is, is Carlton Morris, which is interesting because we've obviously got two from Norwich, two loanees from Norwich, haven't we? Um, yep. He's in a 21-year-old striker on another season term, uh, season-long loan. Um, yeah, he's got quite a, quite a background of games he's played so far, hasn't he, at age 21? So he's obviously had a lot more maybe football league well, experience playing football, hasn't he, than some of these other loan players. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he's played. He's played a fair few games, um, and yeah, it's interesting as well. Obviously, um, it's interesting. There's a few quotes from him that he spoke to Adams. Um, and Adams had settled him well, and he was quite happy here. And yeah, that, had an in, that had an interest in, and uh, that had a, a sway in his decision to come and join us. Yeah. So yeah. So no, that was good to um, good to see, and obviously good, you know, to hear that positive feedback about, um, you know, you often hear a few things, don't you, about players not being happy with training, and you hear these rumours come out. You don't hear that with Hurst, do you? No. No, and it, it, interesting for me is he's had a bit of championship experience last year playing for Rotherham, so yep. you know used to a little bit of a higher standard. You know, I don't think he scored too many goals for them and, and didn't tear up any trees. I know that at the start of the loan, I was reading that some comments from their manager saying if it goes well, we'd like to sign him. And obviously, eight games it didn't it didn't go brilliantly for him, but I think he, he contributed enough for um you know us to take a gamble on it and not a gamble, a, a good go at it. So. Yeah, again, hopefully it's a sensible loan signing, a season season long loan for a striker. We'll talk about what we need in a minute, Ollie. But yeah, to be to be fair, you can't really say too much about what Hurst's done, you know, other than you know McGivelly being an interesting one because he's probably just been signed to be a backup that doesn't really get that excited. There's something to be interested in and potentially excited about all the signings, yep. with the caveat that they could be crap, Ollie. <laughs> we'll <laughs> exactly. soon find. I think that's the caveat we need to add in, don't we? I think to any Shooter Time fans are always going to be discussing that, I think, for the next few <laughs> years until we forget about League One ready. Exactly. So, fingers crossed they're not crap. And, no. and you know, they're going to have to make a step up a few of them. But, yeah, it'd be exciting to see how it goes. And, and it's always good to have these new players and, and start to think about things and get excited about how the season might go. So, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it so far. But I'm sure in the next two weeks there'll be plenty more ins and outs, won't there? Yeah, I reckon there'll be a few more. So, yeah, so I guess that kind of... We've had a, a, some questions in um, from, from Salat fans. And one question came in from Alex is um what do we need so I've I feel as you can see Glenn I've made a few yeah. comments but no, you, you, I'm quite intrigued by your point there what, what do you, what's, your, what's your main kind of what's your main view on what we need yeah I mean I, I don't disagree with what you're going to come on to say reading the agenda you think we need a fair bit in a few positions don't you but for me if I was going to bring one more player in and, and you have you find it you know there's, there's some reasons why I guess that a lot of people will say why well, we won't be able to but We've got, you know, a few strikers in now and, and sort of burly, big lads, you know, and we're trying to obviously play a certain style of football. I'd, I'd just like a little bit more experience up front. Um, someone who's, you know, late 20s, maybe even into early 30s, who's done a job at League One level, you know, who's not going to score 20 goals a season, but someone who can just pick the young lads up by the bootstraps in case things start going wrong. Because at the end of the day, we are Shrewsbury Town, we are in League One, and potentially we could end up struggling. And I do worry about the how we've had lone players sometimes, especially up front, whose heads have just gone down and, and managers have not been able to get them up. And I just think that having someone in there that's done it before, um, 
not even necessarily a wow signing Oli, but just someone with a bit of pedigree that's a 10-15 goal season striker that's been doing it before. That's what I'd look for. I think that would be really useful. Yeah, I was looking at the numbers. If we make the assumption that um, AJ Leitsmith is leaving, he hasn't. Yeah. You know, if he didn't feature against Villa, which I think he would have done if he was, um, if he was going to. Um, oh, did he come off the bench? No, at the no, end of the he game. Wasn't in the, no. no, he wasn't in the no, squad. No, he wasn't Ollie. in the squad. That was no. it. So we've got three strikers, all lone strikers, and then we've got Macatier uh, um, on the bench. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, he's so he's a youth player, and you you don't know how many games he's going to play. So that means that we've only got three strikers. We play with two strikers normally, so you'd assume mm-hmm. you'd want four. So yeah, you never know. That could be our marquee signing. We do get a striker. Never yeah, know. and I, I'd rather and I'd rather hope that that next striker that we do bring in, on the assumption we are going to, is not another lone striker. Because then you've got three of your four strikers as lone strikers, which I wouldn't be overly comfortable with personally. Um, but yeah, no. so that that's that's what I think we need. I don't disagree with what you're going to say because there's obvious places where we're still very weak. Yeah. Um. So yeah. You, you want to run through that? Yeah, so I think um, in 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 the fullback positions, um, well, this is the interesting bit. You don't know the trouble is we've got a lot of youth players. Mm. So I did I did some work looking at uh, the youth players. So we've got Callum Roberts, who according to um, Hereford's website is a left back. Um, we've got um, um, Ryan Sears and also um, Chalice, who um, is a Cypriot um, youth player who yep. played against Villa yesterday. Yep, and he sorry. plays right back. So that's three fullbacks, two right backs, one left back. But if, if you say that none of those players are ready, that only leaves us Junior Brown as a left back. And obviously Sadler can play there as a backup, but I think Sadler's kind of cemented himself as a central defender now. And Riley, who's injured. So, we're, yeah, I think we're quite weak in the fullback position unless Hurst thinks that those young players are ready to play. Mm. But I think we definitely need at least one experienced fullback to um, to kind of bolster the squad. You know, you'd want to go in for two players for every position, wouldn't you? Ideally, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I certainly think at right and left back, you've got a lot of questions still to be answered, particularly with Riley's injury record. Um, yeah. You know, he potentially could break down at any point. Um, you know, a junior Brown injury would also be pretty disastrous, wouldn't it? At this stage, yeah, you know, obviously Sadler would have to drop out there. Be interesting to see who we play at the back. Just yeah. thinking about it logically, because obviously there's three centre backs there with Jules. Toto and Sadler for two places so maybe Sadler will end up playing left back maybe that's something that Hurst has, has wanted to do obviously he's not featured in the last couple of games I don't think he's been injured but um, we'll have to see how his pre-season goes and where, where he's preferred when he's playing so yeah and if we keep Dom Smith as well if we Dom Smith stays we do have four central defenders so I think we're well well prepared there mm. I guess it depends where Nolan plays as again so I've said that maybe defend, a proper defence midfielder a real sitter might be a useful addition into yeah. the squad Um so yeah, and I think other than that, I think obviously we've got Rodman and James as left wingers. We probably need another right winger to put a bit of pressure on um, Wally during the season. So I think a, a right right winger would be good. Uh, there we go. As we said, there's a lot to be done, isn't there? Even though we've yeah. obviously done a lot, but um, you know, if you combine what we've said, we need everything other than a stiff goalkeeper. So <laughs> yeah, but I think one thing I would say though is Hurst is definitely you know we're not in like last season we didn't have any wingers. Um, we had loads of like central midfielders and yeah, it was just the whole squad was like misbalanced. Yeah. Um, I would say at least the squad feels balanced now. You know, I think we could probably survive with what we got. Yeah. But you know, we've signed players for lots of different positions. But so yeah, I think he's done well in so far in terms of balancing the squad out, and obviously that helps. 
with training and pre-season that we've got enough bodies and bodies in the right position to yeah get organised and train. So no, good mm. good work so far. Yeah, I think that's the end of the new signs. We'll yeah. probably come on to pre-season now when we talk about you know the youth lads being involved in it and stuff like that. So um, there we go. That's our wrap up of the signings in in twenty twenty odd minutes. And it's obviously you know given some people a bit of background there, but also given us our initial thoughts so we can come back and listen to the morning and think why were we so positive at some point <laughs> down the line. But um, yeah, we'll move on to just talking about pre-season and, and particularly the Villa game. So, pre-season had already started. Um, obviously, we went to our first game on Saturday, Ollie, but um, we te- technically had two games before that, hadn't we? Um, first of which was a was a behind-closed-doors friendly in Portugal. Um, so, before we get to the, the two games that we've actually played before Villa, um, yeah, a, a trip to Portugal, a sort of warm-weather training uh, exercise, really, which seems to have been very well-received by the players and, and by the club in general, seems to have been a thing that Hurst was very keen to do. Um, obviously, that extra bit of hot, hard training they were doing out in the hot weather seemed to have absolutely knackered the players out by the sounds of it. But certainly the sort of thing a lot of League One clubs and, and pretty much all clubs other higher than League One have been starting to do. You know, you notice a lot of these teams going to Austria for high altitude hot weather training and a lot of teams going out to sort of the Balearic Islands to do their training as well. So I think it just puts us on a level playing field, doesn't it, with some of the other bigger clubs in League One and, and it's something that you might see us doing every season from now on. What do you reckon, Ollie? Yeah, no, I think it was good. It was funny. Did you listen to um, Matt Sadler's um, blogs? Yeah, um, he was good, wasn't he? What, did you remember the one word he mentioned like every five seconds? Uh, like, I think it was, was it just hard work he kept tough. saying hard work <laughs> tough yeah there you go tough. it was quite funny he kept saying tough all the time so yeah um, I don't know whether it was more of a PR making sure they sounded like they weren't on a jolly but no it sounds like the players were really were worked hard mm. um, and hopefully yeah, hopefully it will be a, a good foundation one one for member Hurst was saying about how like the players had never done anything last season in terms of the morale yeah. so I imagine they'll do more meals and things like that so I think that's good and yeah so it's professional and obviously gives the players time to really focus on the football good time for Skitty to have a good assessment of the players especially the couple of players we signed who do have not worries but you know injuries things we need to monitor so no I think it's good and I think it's a professional positive thing to do it was I enjoyed um, I enjoyed Sadler's blog when he was talking about the fact that Toto couldn't swim and they chucked him <laughs> in the pool that was, that was a personal highlight of yeah, what, he, what he had to report another central defender if he, if, he, if, he, <laughs> if, he, if, he, if the worst had happened well it's a good way to get your place back isn't it drown your competitive uh, <laughs> centre back partner but yeah it seems a bit harsh that from Sadler but um, yeah he sounded like a really good captain actually listening to his, his blogs yeah, and stuff yeah. and the only thing missing from the whole trip really was it would have been lovely for town fans to have gone out and watched that game and I can understand her saying it was very early on in the pre-season programme and it wasn't a meaningful game but it was a bit annoying because a few Ebbsfleet fans had sort of got in and watched the game didn't they and quite 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 knows how they got in there whether they chanced it and just got in on the day I don't know but and I don't think it was an organised thing by Ebbsfleet but if Shrewsbury Town could have, have taken anything from this whole exercise it's that it doesn't really matter what time of the season it is you know town fans would have loved an opportunity to organise a little trip to Portugal and wouldn't really have mattered about the football, would it? It would have been more about the experience. So hopefully next year they, they take that advice aboard if they're doing a, an away trip because I, I can you know I reckon there's at least a hundred town fans who would have gone out and watched that and it would have been would have been a fantastic thing for the fans to connect with the football club. So a little bit of a missed opportunity, but you know not too bad. I don't guess. Yeah, I guess I guess the one thing they didn't know. I guess you don't know how how long it was booked in advance, but yeah, yeah. it can take long does it to put a message out. And yeah, I think it would have been quite fun. You know, a couple of could it be a yeah excuse for a little lads holiday, a little cheeky trip out to Portugal. So no, mm. it's a bit of a shame. Um, one, I could, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it an own goal for the club, but no, no, no. Um, it could have, um, yeah, could have been, uh, could have been uh, an opportunity for the fans to get out there and an excuse for some of the blokes in Shrewsbury to go on their own little holiday with the lads. 
Yeah, you got to remember, you know, we, we need our excuses, us married men with kids, you know, you've got to have a reason to go and have a little jolly away somewhere, so I, I obviously, we did the Euros last year, didn't we, Ollie, in terms of our football yeah. jollies, so every two years, we can probably get away with it, but um, yeah, so that, that was that, and we obviously went on to win against Ebb's Fleet, so started yeah. the pre-season pretty well, and then everyone was a bit down after our defeat at Brackley the following Saturday um, obviously Brackley from what I was reading were sort of an up and coming non-league team looking to do big things in the next few years but it was a bit bit of a poor performance and even Hurst was sort of annoyed after it you know in his comments to say you know I don't expect that even in pre-season I want to see people fighting for their place not just going for the motions because we're away at a wet non-league team on a Tuesday night so not that wasn't great was it but um, no. yeah it was just pre-season so you can't yeah. read too much into it but Hurst was clearly angry by that yeah it sounds like Hurst is pretty uh, pretty annoyed and I guess it's maybe in some ways it might be a good thing you know to kind of set the kind of standards yeah. and it's a shame I couldn't it's really disappointing the amount of times I drive to London on the M40 um, <laughs> and the one time that I'm not driving back on a Tuesday because I'm actually doing that this week coming back on Tuesday it would have been a nice cheeky away trip for me but um, yeah it wasn't to be but um, but no it's a it's a defeat in pre-season isn't it it's a bit like the Villa game obviously we'll come on to in a minute I'm yeah. sure there Steve Bruce is not too worried about that but yeah so yeah so that's pre-season in the, yeah as we record the pod now we're three games in Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess it's just to move on to the Villa game. Yeah, and so you you could probably take us into that, Ollie, because yeah. you had the technology to allow us to do something at the game, which was which was fantastic actually, Ozzy. What 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 did we end up doing? Yeah, so I took um as a program I downloaded for when we did the Mickey Mellon um, pod um, emergency pod when we when we sacked him, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, it worked really well. So I had my my iPad and I had uh, my little iPhone um, headphones plugged it in. And then we did a test and it sounded all right, didn't it? So we, yeah, so we did a recording at half time of our thoughts and yep. a recording at full time um, of our thoughts um, of the game. And uh, yeah, it sounded quite well. And yeah, you can hear kind of the atmosphere in the background. So we'll um, lead into that. So it's half time here at, um, at the New Meadow. Let's call it the New Meadow, Glenn. Yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> um, It's first half has gone all right. Not really too much to say. No, not really. Pre season, isn't it, Ollie? You know, it's been a, two teams trying to test themselves out. and see what's going on I, I've been most impressed by this uh, lad Shellis Ollie I don't know about you he's obviously someone we had at the end of last season but yeah for a young lad he's imposed himself quite well against a, a good championship team so that's been sort of encouraging but yeah I'd like to see a goal in the second half yeah he's, he's been looks quite good and he's for those who, who don't know he's a young Cyprus international and um, Glyn told me during the game he signed for town um, during January yeah. that, um, most town fans have probably not heard about him but yeah, I'd say I'd say actually in terms of chances, Glenn, I'd say Shrewsbury have had the, the 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 more chances, not many chances on goal, but about three chances in the first half. Yeah, yeah, over the bar and not too close, and one was wide, wasn't it? But um, it was nice to see us getting a couple of chances because we're we're playing one up front, which is uh, which is tricky against a good team like this. But they've they've imposed themselves quite well, um, done done enough. At the other end, I, I think that one of the things we've been talking about, which is something the fans are going to look at straight away, is obviously uh, the new goalkeeper and how he compares to um, Lutwila and. He's been very confident coming out of his line and caught a couple of balls and you could already see people around us looking at each other saying, oh, well, look, well, I would have punched that. So, yeah, it's interesting to see that he's, um, he's a confident young lad in goal. So, uh, yeah, maybe he's going to be the first choice. Who knows? Yeah, so Town have lined up in a 4-4-1-1 formation, you'd say, Glenn, when you were with Dodds playing yeah. in the kind of classic number 10 role. Um, yeah, I've been quite impressed. Wally has got a bit of ball. Um, we put a few balls down the box. Um, and also James, he's, he's been a bit sloppy. And I think sloppy's probably kind of a bit of a summary for both teams that yeah. passing is it's definitely um, got a pre-season tempo and a <laughs> pre-season accuracy so far yeah it, it always is I mean this is our first home game isn't it so there's, there's always a little bit more pressure on because you've got some home fans in and you want to show a bit more but no, no one's shirked any challenges Ollie. I would say that a go-go and um, I think Jules, are well, Jules as well 
flew into a couple of big challenges and, and you know, come out of it unscathed. So that's nice to see that no one's really holding back. Um, but Villa have looked pretty comfortable, haven't they? And it, we should talk about John Terry because there's a lot of people here, even the guys sitting right behind us, who are, I think they're here just to watch John Terry, to be honest with you, because it's all they talked about for 45 minutes. But you do watch someone like that, and he's, you know, when he's the epitome of having cruised through 45 minutes there. So, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting half. Yeah, it's been interesting. John Terry's just, yeah, it's just, we were mingling and commenting during the game about how he just, his heading is just so accurate. Everything yeah. he does is just so tidy. And I think he's going to be an interesting signing for Villa this season. But um, yeah, you're totally right about the challenges. A go-go and Adams and Central Midfield have really been battling. And yeah, we need, we'll need that engine in, um, in, in the middle of the park during the whole season. If we play 4-4-2, they often get outnumbered if we have play opposition with three Central Midfielders. So so yeah, Adams and a go-go definitely been fighting. Yeah, Adam, Adams, again, the first time we've seen Adams, isn't it? He's looked quite, um, not leggy, it's the wrong word, the opposite of leggy. He's been quite active up and down, you know, getting forward, whereas maybe a go-go sat back a little bit more. I mean, it was just first judgment. So yeah, he looks like he could be a good partner for him and they might might be a good unit, but we've got enough central midfielders now that, you know, there could be any, any number of them playing in there. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, we'll just, just kind of move on to a different topic, Glenn. Um, I'd say that um, the pitch is looking good after obviously the um, the... The, the, the concert yeah the concert that I was here and there's a few patches but also Glenn you, you want to make a comment about the size of the pitch yeah so one of the things we talked about a lot last season Ollie, was how big it is <laughs> and it was obviously way too thin um, one of the things that Mickey Mellon left us with that we could have done without uh, including a number of players I suppose but um, yeah it looks like it's gone wider and I did see Shrewsbury Town tweeted about it that it's gone back to a, a much wider dimension and we're now playing with two natural wingers um, particularly today so it makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? And it gives us a little bit more space to expose teams down the flank. So I'm happy to see that. If that's the way we're going to play, then then all power to Hurst for doing it. Yeah, definitely. No, the pitch just looked really good. And um, just for those fans who don't who couldn't make the game, um, so we've got the Villa fans in the in the um, the north stand, and then the typical away end. And also they've got block 19, 18, and 17 as well. Um, Shrewsbury Town fans are in the south stand, and then like the main stand as well. So, but not a bad turnout. 5,000, something like that, I reckon. Uh, it's noticeable they took all our banners down in the uh, West End because I think they obviously thought the Villa fans were going to rampage and take them all down. But to be honest with you, there's probably just as many Villa fans in Block 1 where we're sitting today than there is in the other stand. So um, they brought, certainly brought a lot and it caused a, a few ticket confusions at the start of the game, should we say, but not really Shoot Town's fault. They, they put out the announcement that you'd need a supporters number and they were pretty much sticking to that rule. But just meant anyone that turned up for a ticket 20 minutes before kickoff was a bit delayed. But can't really blame the club for that. But yeah, it's, um, it's a good turnout by the Villa fans. I would have thought they'd have sold more, to be honest with you. But it's not far, but there we go. It's nil-nil. Hopefully they don't see any goals and they can go home annoyed. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can, second half can be a little bit, um, a little bit more entertaining with um, Shrewsbury Town um, will be going towards the south stand. So yeah, hopefully we have a couple of goals, but as we know, pre-season, it's all about getting fit, isn't it, Glenn? It is as well. And also, Ollie, you, I think we've just seen the new kit for the first time, obviously in, in, in real, you know, today, because it's the first game we've been to. Uh, what do you make of it? I like it. I really like the, the socks, particularly the socks. I like the amber socks. Yes. Um, I think it's quite a nice kit. Obviously, there was the controversy around the way that the <laughs> kit was announced and Glenn's giggling there. We've covered that, yeah, many a time. But yeah, what's your view on the kit? Yeah, it doesn't look too bad when you see it up close. I'd rather a, a full blue and amber striped shirt, you know, like I've said that enough times. But I suppose it'll do for like next couple of years. It's not too offensive. One of the things I would note that I've seen today is that We've obviously got printed on the back for advertising by Techno something or other, but it's actually on the replica shirts, which I'm quite surprised by. Normally you wouldn't get that on a replica shirt, but that might put a few people off, I don't know. But in, in general, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little kit and it retains the blue and amber of the football club and our, our, our link to that. It's not white, so that's all I'm happy about. As long as it's blue and amber, I'm a happy man. Cool. So, yeah, so that's, that's me and Glenn, first half done, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll come back at the second half. 
So full time here at the Meadow, um, Shrewsbury Town won 2-1. Um, not a bad, much better second half, quite enjoyable and I'd say Town again dominated the chances. And um, yeah, first goal, Glenn, do you want to describe to the Salad Cast listeners what the first goal was like? Yeah, it was quite encouraging to see us look a threat from a set piece already this season. Um, it was a corner to the back post and uh, yeah, Zach Jules was there. Uh, looks like he's going to be a threat from corners. Nice header down into the bottom of the goal and yeah, it was uh, it was good reward really for a quite in- endeavorous start to the second half. I think for me, the, the game really changed when we made all the substitutes. I think it was like six substitutes for town and they made eight, I think, something like that. And from that point onwards, we pretty much dominated the rest of the game. So yeah, crack, crack and finish from Zach Jules and in general, he looked pretty good, didn't he? I thought he was one of the, one of the better performers. Yeah, him and Toto look pretty solid in the back. Um, and, you know, having those two big... One thing we obviously lacked last season, wasn't it, was the central central, central partner. Obviously, we've got it with Toto and Sadler. But, yeah, Satchel's looks like he's quite a strong lad, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I thought he was good. Toto was his usual solid self as well. But, yeah, it was... I think we talked a bit in the first half about some other players. But there was some guys who came on had a real impact, didn't they, Ollie, in terms of the substitutes. And I think the second goal was down to one of those, wasn't it? What did you make of the second goal? It was oh, second goal was brilliant. So, yeah, so Arthur Ganua gets the ball on the left skips past a couple of players and yeah and slots it into the back of the net really encouraging to have a striker and, um, that can run forward and yeah give cause some threat to the opposition yeah you were saying to me that he'd, he'd scored a few goals that season and he at a lower level and he looks like the sort that's you know got goals in him he knows he's, he's, he's been scoring regularly before he's not a player that's come from one of the bigger clubs and maybe I mean getting reserve football and reserve goals he knows where the back of the net is and I liked it it was a strong powerful run he looked like he was full, full of running the rest of the time he was on and working, you know, trying to stop throw-ins, going out for throw-ins and stuff. And, yeah, hard work, actually, is one of the things I would say about the team. And we all know that Paul Hurst put them through a hard pre-season regime in, Aust- in Portugal. Looked like it had paid off because they didn't stop running anyone, really. And, you know, it's easy to switch off in pre-season. Obviously, they got a bollock in after Brackley last week where they didn't do that. So, yeah, good to see them do it in front of their own fans. Yeah, no, definitely. I think overall a good um, good performance for Shooter Town in the second half. And, and obviously pre-season is all about fitness, all about getting used to each other. I'd say definitely there was a marked difference, isn't there, when you had Brown passing to a go-go, passing to the more regular players. It seemed yeah. a, bit more, a bit more of a connection there. But no, overall, um, decent, um, decent result, decent run out. And um, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, we should just say there was a late goal for Villa at the end. They got a penalty. Uh, I think it looked like it was Shellis that gave it away. And I, again, I said at half-time he was good. He was good in the second half, but never a penalty. It looked like he won the ball, to be honest with you which was a bit unfortunate but Villa scored it and then a guy ran on the pitch ran the entire length of the pitch where the steward chased him and ran straight into the south stand and got a punning off someone so <laughs> what a great day out he's had seen his team lose and got, some, got ran into the home end and got hit so yeah well, a bit stupid end to the game wasn't it and the ref blew the whistle then so yeah a bit of a comical end to the game yeah, it was a comical end to the game. It was quite funny. Um, I posted a video, didn't I, Glenn, on Salakast of a lot of Villa fans yeah. started losing when the second goal went in, which I guess is quite used, to, quite normal for Villa fans, and I they're said, quite yeah. used to losing. I think I said that they've obviously had it conditioned to them. They've been so bad the last few seasons. As soon as they go 1 or 2 nil down with 10 minutes to go in a game, I think this is just an understanding they all leave because in a pre-season game, you wouldn't normally leave early, would you? It'd sort of be a nice day out, watch the game, but yeah, there was absolutely tons of them went. Very odd. There we go. Yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, good, 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 good pre-season, and... Um, yeah, preseason carries on a few more games to go, and yeah, let's leave it there. I guess one thing just to say, I made a mistake in the um, first half yeah, summary. <laughs> yeah, yeah that I thought it was James who's playing on the wing, but one, he's not ginger, and it was Nolan, and actually Nolan looked very tidy, so yeah, like yeah. a good sign in. He was, yeah, he was good. He can play anywhere, I think, him, so I'd like to see him have a go in central midfield at some point, but we've got a few more preseason games, Ollie, so yeah, maybe we'll catch that next time. Yep. So cheers, guys. So yeah, so that was um, me, Glyn, and I at the, um, at the Meadow <laughs> this week. Um, and yeah, I think we all, we've all seen most of us have probably seen on on the internet the uh, the penalty, which was never was a penalty. And even no. though it was pre-season, 
I just I get tired of this, and we, we've mentioned this before on the pod. H- referees always favour the bigger club, and that was never a penalty. He can clearly <laughs> touch the ball, and but anyhow, so we, yeah, we we've kind of um, Salakast redefined the score of that game, and we <laughs> said it's two 0 to Shrewsbury. Yeah, that's our record for it. I yeah. mean, he was desperate to give them free kicks all the time, wasn't yeah, he? Was he a bit was. daft, to be honest with you. But you know, maybe he was just trying to. Ingratiate himself to the bigger club for avoiding Maybe. trouble down the line. And old John Terry was there, obviously, so he obviously yeah. didn't want to enjoy enjoy John. There was some, you know, I think I mentioned it on that audio. Then there was people there literally just watching John Terry. Very odd yeah. situation, wasn't it? But there we go. But it was good attendance, as you said, as we said in that, and and it was a nice day for a little. I think it would have been a decent pay pay day for the football club because obviously five thousand for pre season. Um, maybe a few higher police costs, I imagine, but also Villa would have had to have paid Salap to put that on YouTube, so there would have been a little bit of money exchange hands there as well, I'd imagine, and I'll say this now, that's just my guess, I'm sure the football club will share it at me because I'm saying we've got more money than we have again, but you know, normally if you're going to ask for permission to put something on from someone's ground, you normally have to pay a fee for it, so I'd be surprised. So yeah, decent start to pre-season as, as far as home games go, and you know, a few people were getting a bit excited at the end, weren't they, Ollie, on the way out, but you've got to temper your excitement until we've started playing some football in the league, so yeah, it was a nice day though. Yeah, no, it was good. It was it was nice to be back at the meadow, and it was obviously interesting for us to sit in a different area. Yeah. Um, so we sat in block one. Um, so yeah, so it was good to see and funny the the yeah the lad running across a bit unnecessarily. So yeah, <laughs> Villa fans didn't really endear themselves, and there was a lot of police presence, wasn't there? For yeah, considering more than a home game, but I guess that's because there was a lot of Villa fans. Chief Town fans' biggest gripe I read on Facebook was that the new buffet staff have started to take uh, bottle top lids off yeah, people I've again. Seen that, yeah. But they, they got to be they'll have to have an instruction at some point that we've got beyond that it's been 10 years for Christ's sake yeah. you don't don't need to do that so that's huge town fans all over isn't it if that's the biggest gripe we took out of Saturday we're doing alright at the moment so um, there we go That's I think that's going to wrap us up here isn't it Ollie yeah, I mean, it we is, should just yeah. qu- quickly talk about the fact that um I think we mentioned it on the pod before last, but me and Ollie have still got holidays to take this summer, so there'll be a fair few games that we're missing. I think I'm missing the first four league, well, league and cup games of the actual season, so um, that's fine. And you're away a little bit before, aren't you, Ollie? So yeah. you're going to, um, you're obviously going to miss a bit of pre-season. So between us, we're going to cobble a couple more pods together before we get into the swing of things this season, um, and and we'll just try and react to anything else that happens, really. And if anything big does happen in terms of us signing Grant Holt back, we'll, <laughs> we'll probably do a special podcast, Ollie. But yeah. um, I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, we'll just just have to you have to bear with us until we've we've enjoyed the rest of our summer i guess yeah definitely so we'll have a couple <laughs> of pods we've got the predictions to do again haven't we, before yes. the season goes so we'll probably have one more before the season proper starts cover some of those you can cover some of those um pre-season friendlies and give those exiles an insight into pre-season yeah. those who don't go and then yeah let's um let's do um let's get into the new season so yeah looking forward to um looking forward to the new season um i think we're all yeah, not getting too excited. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad for the football season's coming back. Me too. I'm, yeah, I'm sick of not having football. It was one of those things where you sit there on a Saturday night. Um, I followed Danny Baker on Twitter and every Saturday night, or you know, sort of Sunday afternoon, sorry, when football would normally be on, he'd be like, it just feels weird. There's nothing on. There should be a game on to watch here. So um, I, feel, I feel the same on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. You know, it just feels like you should be walking up the meadow and watching a game. But there we go. We shouldn't wish our lives away, Ollie, because we'll no. be totally aggravated by the football by November and we'll wish we never went. But <laughs> that's the nature of... Uh, that's the nature of the ups and downs of a football fan so yes I shall maybe catch you at the next pre-season game Ollie and we shall be back in a week or so's time uh, cover it a bit more a bit won't we so yep. yeah cheers for listening cheers, guys. guys and any questions just fire them across to the Twitter account as usual and we'll try and cover them oh!